Hello and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Christy Dehaven. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. On the programme this evening, two tales that tell of the power of art and its positive effects on our mental health and well-being. In a moment, we'll hear about a real-life Manx dragon, one who's on a mission to bring happy and colourful dreams to little kids and big kids alike. Also tonight, I head south for a community art exhibition with a difference, as photographer Jimmy Thistle takes us on a personal journey with his wild wanderings. As ever, we'd love to hear about your artistic endeavours. So if you have something you think we should feature, you can email us, spotlight at manxradio.com. This is Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. So what better time for a former head teacher turned children's author to release the latest in his series of stories? A beautifully illustrated book which features a very special dragon who has a very special message for all readers. Hi, I'm Rob Cowley. I'm the author of the Manx Bedtime Story Series. I'm Stephen Downward. I'm the school's team lead at ILISTEN. Now, Rob, uh, it's a little while since we last spoke to you. Last time we were talking about a Manx fairy. And this was the first in a series of books that you've been writing for children. And now you've got the second one. Tell us about it. Yes, the first one was called Pink, The Adventures of a Manx Fairy, uh, written over the lockdown period. And now we've got Red, a Manx dragon called Rufus, which is all about a young dragon who perhaps doesn't feel as though he fits in very well. And the story tells how he becomes a little isolated, then is brought back into the fold and is made to be very happy. So why did you want to take that tack with it? Um, it's it's just something that I think um, mental health is a very key issue at the minute. And my previous life as Deputy Head of St Ninian's and current role as Governor of, Saint, of Ashley Hill School, you just notice there's been a, a, a real explosion in mental health issues. And then over COVID has become quite a an important area to try and help with I think. So in your experience um, I'm sure you have seen over the years working in the education system how stories like this I'm assuming can really reach out and affect children in a, in a positive way. Yes I think so and, and particularly my my thought is that uh, that sort of nighttime bedtime reading with your parents and grandparents is a crucial little lovely moment in the family and an important time where you can get a message across. So I've kind of found my style now, which is to write a story, but with that sort of message underneath it that's supportive and and hopefully will encourage those thoughts and discussions between parents and children. And especially as a bedtime story, because I love the fact that you say uh, in the in the book that you hope it stimulates the imagination, promotes discussion and encourages happy and colourful dreams. Yeah. Well, I think when you when you sort of think about a, a pink sparkly fairy and then a nice red dragon, they're the sorts of nice thoughts and, and dreams to go to, to sleep on. And uh, I'm very encouraged by the fact it's had such a good reception from those who've read it so far. Yes, because you have reviews by children readers, haven't you? I have. Um, when I got in touch with our listen and they took an interest in the book, they did ask that I, I share it with some students. And so I took it up to Ashley Hill, where I'm a governor, and uh, with a little bit of trepidation, I handed it over to the Year 5s. Um, and they came back with some very positive reviews and, and some good ideas, which I then tweaked the story with. So that was very, very useful for me. And we're joined uh, by Stephen from I'll Listen. And Stephen, this book is also raising funds and awareness for your charity. Uh, what does that mean to you and why is that important to you? Well, as, as Robert said, you know, especially over the last couple of years, mental health in, in young people has, has severely been impacted by that. 
And as a charitable initiative, um, you know, any funds that we get goes directly towards, you know, supplying that mental health support. We're now working with students in year three upwards and in secondary schools as well. Um, So it's really, really important. And what I love about this project is that just like the book, it's fun, it's engaging. And that's the approach we take with primary school children's. You know, we take some of these topics around emotional literacy and self-esteem. but We don't go into these schools and, and tell them what needs to happen. We facilitate and get them to come to their own conclusions and talk about it so the reading element as well as the classroom setting really ties in together so you'll be using uh, rufus as a tool i'm assuming will you bring it into schools and yeah so it's, it's children's um mental health awareness week so um with that what we've done is we've we obviously want to try and raise awareness of that so we're going to gift um a few books to each of the primary schools so the kids can actually read it they can talk about it and um, which is which is really really good so we're really excited to be doing that as well as other stuff and you have tested the book, haven't you? I have tested the book, yeah. I read it with my seven-year-old daughter who, who thinks it's absolutely amazing. Um, she loves reading, so um, she would have been a, a harsh critic if she wasn't a fan, but she was. He's mopping his brow with, with a relief at the moment. And Rob, I do love the message behind this book and, and uh, you know the idea that Rivers is a slightly different dragon than the other dragons. Yes. But you say, uh, why fit in when you were born to stand out? So it's about celebrating your differences. It is, and... and- and finding your own voice, I think, is another key message within, within the, the story. Um, and again, we tend to find a lot of children who will just be on the sidelines, who, who are struggling to, to find their own voice and to be part of the community. And, and I think that's the message within it is, is that everybody has a place and everybody should have a voice. And speaking of a voice, we should mention as well the completely brilliant Carmen St. John Cain, who's illustrated this again. She is amazing. Uh, from two years ago, uh, when she was 13 and drawing on bits of paper for our first book, she's now um, 15 and using very sophisticated computer software to generate the, the illustrations. And it's been an absolute joy over these two years to see her emerge as an artist and gain confidence and she's now well into her GCSEs and we've just been writing references to get her into college to do the art course there and uh, that has been for me personally a real joy of the whole project that we've embarked on. It's fantastic to hear this and I think as well Stephen that the idea that there are people on the Isle of Man who are going out of their way to support and help in these ways I mean that must mean a lot to you as well because charities and organisations can only do so much themselves really can't they? Yeah and I, th- I think as our listens evolved you know it, it, it's got bigger you know we're in more schools now uh, the work's you know increasing the demand's increasing and it's people like Robert who, who do this and you know think of us you know we, we, we're very very grateful for that because not only has Robert designed this book but he's also continuing his fundraising pledge towards iListen which is just wonderful and also even from, from a company perspective um, Lloyd's have, have helped us you know get them books as well so we can actually then give them to schools and make sure this really important message gets to schools so all the community support what we get is just really really grateful for and i must mention lucy felton at lloyd's because it was by pure accident i went in to get the big check to give to breast cancer now and this uh, is for the manx fairy book that was the manx fairy book and i was introduced to her because she found the check in the back cupboards and we started to talk and it, it was her vision she put our listen and the story of rufus together and put the two of us in the same room to talk. And, uh, and I'm very grateful to that. 
And it's also quite an interactive book because you have a creation station section. Well, we do. That's that's. Uh, there's two lovely twins who live in in the UK who I uh, I got to know via the the Pink Fairy book, and whenever I talked to them, they would be crafting, and so um, I decided that uh, I'd do this sort of colouring in page and interactive page at the back of every one of the books now. So uh, Freya and Erin uh, always contribute uh, a picture for that page. And what was lovely about the pink book is they took it into World Book Day at their school, which I just thought was lovely. So they've been the architects behind the the craft page and uh, it's something that will be part of all the books. Oh, it's just such a lovely idea. And Stephen Wiley here, we should ask, if there's anyone listening who has a young person with them, whether a family member or someone they know that might be struggling, uh, what would you say is the best course of action for them? Yeah, well, obviously the main one of the main aims of our listeners is removing that stigma. So it all comes around talking about any concerns. You know, we start that at such a young age, getting these young people to try and acknowledge their feelings and, and stuff like that. So um, if anyone is in a secondary school setting, they can, you know, use our, our listening service in the, in the secondary schools. And from a primary school, if anyone does have any questions, any parents out there or anything, you know, they can contact us at schools at ourlisten.im and we can help them with, with the next steps, should they wish. And throughout this week, obviously, it being uh, Children's Mental Health Awareness Week, you are going to be going into schools and, and really working with children. Yeah, we, we are. And what, what's lovely about the timing of this book is obviously with it being Children's Mental Health Awareness Week, we will obviously gift the, the books to the primary schools. But then we're also launching a poetry competition, which uh, the theme for Mental Health Awareness Week, which is in May, um, is around loneliness. So we're going to be asking uh, primary school students to get involved in that competition where they can write a poem on an A4 sheet around loneliness because it'll support their phonics and their literacy and stuff like that. And kids always have the best imagination. So it's just a lovely, uh, um, you know, timing really, if you like. And we're also, last year, we uh, encouraged corporates to light up their building to to really remove that stigma. So again, we'll be launching that and asking um, businesses to get involved as well. So there's lots going on as well as other resources. This is so lovely to hear because just recently I was chatting with uh, young Alfie Owen, 11-year-old poet, uh, who started writing uh, as a result of having some trauma in his life. And he said that writing poetry really helps him. So I think that's that's another thing, isn't it? That it can actually really aid you if you are struggling as well. Just the, the notion of writing as well absolutely and, and that's again a common theme we talk about all students is it's you know one thing might not work for one but actually you know if we look at different ways of dealing with different emotions and feelings there, there will definitely be one that absolutely helps that's that's a lovely success from that isn't it it is really nice and robert we should ask then how do we get hold of this fabulous book rufus the manx dragon well uh this is just touches on how supportive i think people have been um, it again was supported by the Isle of Man Arts Council who kind of have helped me get this whole project off the ground and able to run and uh, Patricia Wilde has, has been very supportive as well but the, the, the people who've then come on board I mean ShopRite will sell in all their, their stores um, Suzanne at the Mostly Manx shop will put on a wonderful uh, display in her, her window and sell as will the Lexicon David Down or the Lexicon has supported all the books so far and then if you can't get to one of the shops, you can buy it online at Bunch Creative. So if you go onto Bunch Creative online, onto their book page, you can then order it online. And I must just say a big thank you to Phoebe at Bunch Creative. She is a, an absolute genius when it comes to graphic design. So when you see the book and you'll see it's beautiful, that's her work, is putting the book together. So I'm very grateful to have had Carmen's wonderful illustrations and Phoebe's uh, brilliant uh, design for the book. Uh, which just makes it come to life. So for me, it's it's just lovely. 
And second in a series, what's next then? <laughs> what's next? It's already undergoing. Uh, it's It's been, it's called Blue, and it's about a fire engine called Walter. And it's about respecting age and wisdom. Um, because I think that's another important message. We tend in our society generally to see old people in a, in a different light rather than in many cultures where they are seen as the wise and... Uh, venerated in the society so it's about it's about walter who's stuck in a shed and forgotten about um could be autobiographical i don't know but we'll just sort of <laughs> see how it develops and there's another young illustrator called Greya who's come into the the family on the project and she's now playing around with images for that as well so whilst carmen is is sort of in amongst all her gcse e-work we thought we'd try someone else along to see if if they would like to illustrate as well Fantastic. Well, do keep us posted on that, obviously. Uh, lovely to speak with you both. All the best with Red, Rufus the Manx Dragon. Uh, it is a fabulous book. I've had a chance to read it so far. It is beautiful. You will not be disappointed if you get your hands on this one. And uh, yeah, let us know about Blue when it's out. Hopefully towards the end of the year. If you ever get a chance to visit the Magic Kingdom, look out for Rufus. You will probably hear him singing. Maybe you will see him sleeping on a hilltop and snoring. He could even be selling his now world-famous lemonade to visitors by the gates of the castle. Who knows? Or perhaps, one day, you will just get to feel his strength inside of you as you grow up and discover your own talents. These things take time, but, just like Rufus, one day you will find your own voice to share with everybody. The end. Many thanks to author Robert Cowley and Stephen Downward from I'll Listen. There's a book launch for Rufus the Manx Dragon at the Family Library this Saturday, the 12th of February from 10.30am. There'll be fancy dress, face painting, crafts and games and both young illustrator Carmen and author Robert will be signing copies of the book with I'll Listen there to support. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, if you're a regular listener to Spotlight, you might recall us speaking last year with Pippa Lavelle of Foraging Fame about her community hub venture, Artia. It's a kind of younger sibling to her popular porter in restaurant Versa. I popped down to Artia on Friday to catch the launch of photography exhibition Wild Wanderings, a project which has been something of a saviour to its creator. My name is Jimmy Weir or Jimmy Thistle uh, on my Instagram. Uh, I'm a photographer on the Isle of Man. Um, my day job is is gardener, but I, I you know I, I started doing photography many many years ago, and then kind of I, I fell out with it a bit. Um, but over the past eighteen months, I've really kind of got back into my photography thanks to Isle of Man. So yeah, that's why I've you know luckily been asked to do an exhibition down in uh, Port Erin. So yeah, because I think from what I understand in Scotland, your photography was very different to this, wasn't it? Yeah, I was working commercially, working for like a website. We sold bags online, so it was like handbags, luggage, and uh, and I was young and I thought, yeah, great, I'm a photographer. I never did any of my own photography other than what I did for work. So I kind of, you know, became a bit kind of complacent, I guess, with photography. Um, and then and then you know life happens and I kind of just stopped really taking pictures, which is a shame, you know. I've missed it. And it sounds like this exhibition has been something of a journey. There's sort of a story behind this exhibition, isn't there? Uh, yeah, so I am on the 19th of February, I'll be 18 months clean and sober. So I've had, you know, I've had a bit of a struggle 
you know, since, you know, I guess my early 20s. Um, and, and I guess that's had a kind of uh, lasting effect on my photography. So since getting to Isle of Man, which is an amazing, magical place, I've, I've you know, really kind of turned my life around, got sober and started taking pictures really just for, for my own therapeutic value. And then it's kind of just taken on from there you know my Instagram's growing and uh, you know people seem to be liking them a lot more so uh, uh, yeah but I still I still just do it for myself but it's nice to get likes on your pictures isn't it so, isn't it though I know yeah. and so you do think there is a, a certain therapy to the photography then it does do something for you does it with the creative side of anything I think is, is therapeutic so um, for me it's like just being able to get out into the wild wilderness and, the, and, and you know some of them are urban some of them are you know wild but it's still that urban kind of wild landscape you know getting out on my own just taking pictures and just you just being at one with the other man I guess do you know what I mean it's uh, yeah it's just therapeutic by, by being able to get out and, and you know let's say like the lighthouse up in Magold you know I took a few shots of that and it's a completely different angle from what the norm would be um, and, it, and I just like being able to do that with pictures taking it from different angles so people recognise the picture but they're like oh I haven't looked at that in that in that respect so I guess it's me looking at life in a different way as well so it, it does feel almost documentary style the photography I personally think would you say that's sort of a fair representation Ab- absolutely yeah I mean I, I documentary is like my t- favourite type of film so <laughs> I do love documentary so that's, that's definitely uh, thank you for saying that yeah I mean I like to document the island the way I see it if that makes sense so it's kind of like looking at Dylan Man through my sobering clear, clean eyes you know and uh, being able to show people how I see it so it's documenting it but also trying to show people like do you know what look at these buildings they are maybe abandoned or they're maybe a bit derelict but there's still some kind of beauty there because um, there is there's a whole what's they call uh, like a whole scene at the moment of like banalography I guess they call it you know of like you know finding beauty in the mundane um, so I, I, there is a lot of that about at the moment but some of it is really boring and it is just banal and mundane and I, so I, I'm not you know saying that everyone else is rubbish compared to mine I'm not saying that but what I'm trying to do is actually really find the beauty in the mundane I'm trying to highlight to people as well that look do you know what these buildings are beautiful they need to be restored they need to be not demolished or just let to go to ruin because the Man seems to have a mass amount of them and we need to do something about it it also feels like in a selection of the photos, a number of them I've seen, it almost feels like you're representing a place where people just were or have kind of left their mark or something. So, for instance, the phone box, you've got the slightly abandoned buildings, as you say, you've got the beach where you can see the chairs, but it's only if you look really closely that you can actually see there are people in the sea. So it's almost like you've sort of caught a moment where people just were. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. I'd never, I've, I've never thought about it like that, and I've never done that on purpose. But um, I, I suppose it's like because I'm going through this whole transition period in my life as well. I suppose it's almost like me having just been somewhere. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Like I've just come out of that part of my life, um, which was a bit kind of 
uh, horrific and 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 uh, yeah yeah challenging but also derelict and and you know abandoned almost so I've just left that and now I've gone into that so so this feels like it's almost sort of reflecting your own journey in a way yeah, yeah I guess I guess so yeah I hadn't thought about it like that but no thank you for pointing that out so what was it like for you when they were hung and you're walking around and looking at them as an exhibition uh, yeah so we hung them uh, last night and it was it was really amazing I I did have an exhibition when I was at college so that's nearly 20 years ago so to see all my pictures up they've literally been in my cottage for the past three weeks like building up and just been laying against the wall and this that and other so it's been a bit of a nightmare that way but to actually see them up on the wall has been uh, just fantastic because it, well there's two kind of things about the frames my my photos are there is a style to my work I believe you know but but each picture is its own entity so I wanted that to be reflected in the frames um, plus I also did really well at kind of uh, you know second hand shops and things like that but yeah I think having them up on the wall and looking around this room last night was just yeah, a little bit overwhelming you know um, and I just love the way that they look on, on the walls as well yeah. and it's a great space art is a fabulous space isn't it for, yeah. for artists to actually make use of yeah I mean Pippa Pippa and me uh, Pippa from Artea put them up last night and it was just amazing to kind of wander around the room empty but then thinking hopefully this place is going to be filled tomorrow because this Artea is an amazing uh, you know kind of community workspace as it were uh, and they've just been fantastic and in, in inviting me to do the exhibition but also just being so supportive and helpful along the way you know with Instagram and Facebook everyone has been tagging us and, and sharing the stories and it's it, it works all the way around you know so I'll be doing the same when there's other exhibitions in here so I've just been loving being part of this whole uh, scene on the island yeah it sounds like a really exciting time for you and a really new and fresh time for you I am going to ask are there any of the images in particular that mean more to you than others do you know what there's a few of Craig Niche and Craig Niche um, since moving up there last year has really it's been part of my therapy as well to just have my own place to call you know it's rented but it's still my place with my things in it my stamp on it so Craig Niche has been very therapeutic so some of the sunsets and sunrises that I see up there um, I've just been you know really helpful for my mental health and this that and the other so um, there's one there's one at the beginning that's got uh, my cat Poppy in it and it shows my cottage as well which you know it's not my favourite of my pictures but it definitely means a lot to me my favourite has to be it's called All the Blues um, and it's just a Port Erin looking down onto the beach with a little blue cottage there so yeah that's my and again a different perspective than I think anyone has captured before which is sort of what you're aiming for I guess isn't it yeah and that one I think it was last February or March I think they just painted that cottage because they were renovating it which shows they do renovate things in the Aleman they just don't leave them occasionally. into occasionally yeah and it just been painted this beautiful blue colour and I thought I'm going to shoot that one I came down the next day and all the lights just the beach the sea and the sky all kind of mirrored the, 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 the reflections and the, and the colours of the, the cottage that they painted it so I just thought wow sometimes there is an element of luck there I suppose isn't there oh absolutely yeah yeah I mean that's the thing I definitely, when I'm out and about gardening and driving between jobs, I'll see something and I'll think, I love that, but I need to come back when the light's better, yeah. you know, because I'm not one for artificial things. And okay, yeah, I use digital for a lot of it, but 
everything else is kind of natural. Um, I'm not going to put up big, massive lighting structures to get one shot. You know, I, I want to capture it in its natural element. So that's kind of I'll come back and I'll keep coming back until I can get the shot that I want. I'm I'm pretty stubborn like that, and I'm not doing anything else apart from gardening. So you know. Well, it's clearly working for you because the exhibition's wonderful. So just let everyone know who's listening then how they can find you on Instagram and how long the exhibition's on for. Uh, yeah, so on Instagram, I'm Jimmy Thistle Photo. I think there's some underscores in between Jimmy and Thistle and Photo. The exhibition's on Artea, which is opposite Shoprite in Port Erin. Everything's for sale, so all the pictures on the wall. You can buy uh, or you can purchase prints if you don't like the frames that they're in. And then, you know, I'll be delivering the prints myself because it's, you know, a little cottage industry over here. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah so we'll be on to until the 10th of March and uh, anyone's welcome to come down. Artia is open from Wednesday to Sunday. Proprietor Pippa has all sorts going on there. There's pottery classes, Sunday sewing sessions, open mic poetry nights, soundology yoga, all of which is wrapped up with pick and mix leaf teas, homemade cakes and fabulous vegan foods. If you're listening from further afield and can't make it to the exhibition space in person, Jimmy Thistle also has an Etsy page where you can buy his prints. That's it for this evening. Thanks for listening and have a great creative week.